It's golf's happy place. When you're at your Paramus, East Hanover, White Plains, or Westbury area PGA Tour Superstore locations. PGA Tour Superstores are the home for golf pros and beginners. You'll find the largest selection of golf clubs, shoes, men's and women's apparel, and so much more. Get out to your local PGA Tour Superstore and spend some time with a PGA Tour Superstore certified teaching professional and become a master of the links. Come visit any of the stores in Paramus, East Hanover, White Plains, or Westbury. And be ready to have a great time on the links. Having just come through Easter week, the resurrection of Jesus is, I think, still, as it should be, on our minds, right? All of our minds. Well, cold case homicide detective Jay Warner Wallace is back with us. Jim Wallace is a Dateline-featured cold case detective, author, speaker, senior fellow at the Colson Center for Christian Worldview Apologetics. His newest book is called Person of Interest, Why Jesus Still Matters in a World That Rejects the Bible. Jim, welcome back. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, this is a big time of the year where I get asked a lot about how we can even know Jesus is a person of interest. So I'm glad to talk about it. Fabulous. So in our uh, in church tradition, this is the mm. season of Easter tide, which means yeah. that we're focusing on living in the resurrection. And I, I love that obviously because it's a lot of it's a lot happier story than Lent. But what I really love is that it's a longer the church fathers decided it would be a longer season so that we to emphasize the fact that there is more rejoicing than there is lament. Um, and for people who don't know Jesus, that seems like it would be good news to everyone. Yeah, actually, we are in 2000 years of rejoicing because this is the impact that Jesus had. What I mean is, is that even if you're not a Christian, if you're an atheist like I was for 35 years, the stuff that you value more than anything else is stuff that we are indebted to Jesus and his followers for. Let me give you an example of this. It turns out that if you are interested in literature or art or music or education or science, those are the big five things that most non-believers would say are the important characteristics of a healthy culture. Well, it turns out that all of those things have been impacted by one man more than any other figure in history. And that's Jesus of Nazareth. No one's been written about more than Jesus of Nazareth. No one's been sung about more, illustrated, carved, uh, painted, etched, sculpted more. He's impacted more uh, famous artists than any other figure in the history of figures. Not only that, education is indebted to Christianity. I mean, (laughs) there's hardly a a university on planet Earth. There are some, but you could take every other um, worldview atheism, Buddhism, you just name it, Jewish uh, folks who have planted universities, put them all together and multiply by 10, you're not going to reach the number that have been planted by Christians. The modern university was developed in Bologna, Paris, and Oxford, three Christian universities. The university as you know it today is a Christian invention. It came out of the monastery schools and the the cathedral schools. And we are indebted. By the way, where does science come from? It turns out, I did some research on this for a person of interest, The science fathers, those are the people who founded the major scientific disciplines, were largely Christians. That's right. It's a Christian worldview that ignited the sciences. You can learn more about Jesus from the science fathers than you can learn from the church fathers. That's how much they wrote about and we're in. I'm not just talking about people who are in the 15th and 16th century. I'm talking the entire span of science history, even now. More Nobel scientists, more Nobel laureates in the science uh, and the sciences have come from Christianity than any other worldview. 
we always think that, yeah, you know, that, that we're kind of anti-science, right? Well, sure. not actually. We are indebted to Christians for science. Fabulous. But, Jim, here we are, 21st century. And, of course, if you follow along with the pollsters and whatnot, Christianity is declining uh, rapidly around the world, especially here in the United States. So many people uh, were not raised with any connection at all to Christ in their lives. They never go to church. They never read the Bible. So the question is, which you're trying to answer, of course, is, does Jesus still matter here in the 21st century? Well, yeah, exactly. And I can tell you this. It's true. We we have a very Western perspective on the nature of the church. And I say church with a big C. And that's counting everyone who would call themselves a Christ follower. But it turns out the growth of Christianity globally is a different story, a very different story. What's happening in Africa, what's happening in South America is actually, what's happening in China is actually remarkable. I'm not concerned about the growth of Christianity, because I, but we are definitely in a nation and in the West where we are seeing a decline. And a lot of this is because we've become more and more independent, independent and more and more certain as humans mm. of our own knowledge. Which is, to be honest, probably not a, a wise thing, given that we shouldn't be all that certain. But we, we feel like, hey, we know more. We know enough now to know that those old ways of thinking are antiquated, right? Well, it turns out that those old ways of thinking that are in the New Testament uh, actually are the, the, the foundation of human flourishing. Under every metric by which we measure human flourishing, if it's about uh, how much income you have, how much education you receive, how healthy you are, how mentally healthy you are, under every metric, it turns out that the attributes of human flourishing are very ancient. Even though we might just discover them today, they are very ancient. They're on the pages of the New Testament. The roles of men and women, the roles we have in relationships, how we ought to parent how we ought to be a humble species that puts humility first. Mm -hmm. These are the attributes of human flourishing that we're discovering now mm -hmm. that actually are, are very ancient, and they're on the pages of the New Testament. I would say that most people in America don't know that. I would guess yeah, that if, right. you, if you asked most people who are outside the church what they think of Christianity or Christians, it has something to do with being closed-minded or preachy or Republican <laughs> or uh, homophobic? Well, that, that's, a, that's a very uh, interesting point because we are in a nation right now that has conflated these two things, right? Your religious identity and your political identity are sometimes seen as the same thing. Right. And so we get political candidates that seem to represent not just the whole group of that party, but the whole group of that belief system that seems to support that party. And there's the danger, right, in us doing that. I am not, I always say I don't vote for, I've never voted for a candidate. I am voting for potential future realities because some of those potential future realities will be similar to a Christian worldview and some will not. And I'm going to have to vote for, a, a, you know, that future potential reality is being represented by one of the candidates. So, But I'm not voting for the candidate. We're all fallen, messed up humans. I'm voting for the potential future reality that candidate might bring about. And that means that sometimes you're going to have to ride an ugly horse to get to the destination you want to get to. But that's okay, because I'm not voting for the horse. I'm voting for the destination. Jay Werner Wallace is with us. His latest book is called Person of Interest, Why Jesus Still Matters in a World that Rejects the Bible. So, Jim, in a world that rejects the Bible, where most people don't even bother to read the Bible, but, of course, our ancestors, grandparents, great-grandparents, and beyond, were steeped in God's Word. Now, th that's shifted. So how does the world move forward when we are biblically illiterate? We don't have the same things to hold on to that our ancestors had. 
Well, that's very true. And I think part of that's how we deal with young people, right? Let's just think about this for a second. Uh, we are, and I've said this before, and maybe with you guys too, that that there's a kind of a trick that has to happen when we're talking to young people, that Gen Z group. And what I mean is I always want to give two whys for every what. So in the past, we might have said, here's what's true about the Bible. Here's what's true about God. What's true about Jesus? What, 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 what? That's fine. That's imparting information that's incredibly important. But for young people now, I think we have to give them two whys for every one what. And the first why is simply, well, why do you think that's true? On the basis of what evidence can you make this kind of a claim? You think Jesus rose from the dead? Well, there's lots of biblical evidence, but there's also lots of other ways of, of, of you know, cutting that pie. And I don't want to be able to show my, my young people that this is not a, just a blind jump leap of faith. You know, this idea of hope, hope in this context in, the, in our modern era is, oh, it's I, I wishful thinking. You know, do you think the, the, the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl next year? Well, I hope so. Like, you know, I certainly want it to be true, but no, hope in the biblical context is a full conviction, a certainty on the basis of the evidence. So we put our hope in this. So I want to be able to, the first why is why is this true? But the second why might be the more important one. And that is, okay, so this is what you're saying is true. And here's why you think it's true. Why should I care? That why should I care question for young people is the, the difference. Because we have to make this, it matters. Why does it matter? Why, why does any of this, why does the triune nature of God matter? Well, it turns out the triune nature of God explains why we're lonely. It explains why sometimes we feel like we're on the outside looking in on our social media. It's because we are created by a triune God who's been in relationship from all eternity. God is love. No, he doesn't teach you how to love. He's not the source of love. He is love because he alone has been in that triune relationship from all eternity. It turns out that theology matters. It matters because it explains your tomorrow. And if we can't help young people see that, they're going to think, yeah, nothing else really matters. Mm. Jay Warner Wallace with us, uh, cold case homicide investigator in his former life. Now he's a writer and speaker and all sorts of things like that. Uh, Jim, talk about what you're doing right now, where you've been traveling to. Um, are you back on the road after COVID? What does that look like? Well, all of us are probably back a little bit after COVID. But mm -hmm. what I've learned as I get to this age is that, you know, this seems to have value, time and money yeah. or time, time and impact. Yeah. Well, time has more value at this point. So what I'm doing now is looking at that second thing I talked to you about. What is it about the nature of Scripture that informs the way we ought to live? And that's really where I'm focused for the next couple of years. Okay. So what does that mean for you? Well, it means I'm writing another book. Okay. Uh, book right now is called Chasing Leads. We'll see where that ends up as far as the title goes, but I hope to have that out next year. And it's talking about, yes, it turns out if you aim at human flourishing, you will hit Christianity every time. Yeah. Fabulous. Okay. Well, gosh, we look forward to seeing that. We Jim. sure do. Jim, people want to find you in your ministry. Where do they go? Coldcasechristianity.com. And our kids' academy is casemakersacademy.com. Casemakersacademy.com. Always a pleasure. Coldcasechristianity.com. Jay Werner Wallace. Thank you, Jim. Good to see you, Jim. Excellent work. Thanks for having me. Thank I appreciate you. you guys. It's golf's happy place. When you're at your Paramus, East Hanover, White Plains, or Westbury area PGA Tour Superstore locations, PGA Tour Superstores are the home for golf pros and beginners. You'll find the largest selection of golf clubs, shoes, men's and women's apparel, and so much more. Get out to your local PGA Tour Superstore and spend some time with a PGA Tour Superstore certified teaching professional and become a master of the links. Come visit any of the stores in Paramus, East Hanover, White Plains, or Westbury, and be ready to have a great time on the links.